Welcome to Yahoo Finance Presents. I'm Allie Garfinkel, and I'm here with former Disney chairman Jeffrey Katzenberg, along with former Dropbox executive Sujay Jaswa. Thank you so much for both of you for joining us. Great to be with you today, Allie. It's really good to have you here. So we're going to go back and forth with some questions. We'll start with you, Jeffrey. So you've had this kind of storied career in entertainment. You were the chairman of Disney. You were the co-founder of DreamWorks. And now you're a VC at WonderCo. So kind of walk me through this trajectory a little bit. What's been driving your interests both then and now? Sure. Well, you know, having, um, you know, a fantastic four decade plus career and movies and TV and animation. And uh, when I sold DreamWorks six years ago, I really wanted to do something different and unique. And I asked myself, if you were 23 years old today, what would you be doing? And the answer was pretty obvious. I'd be in Silicon Valley and I'd be in digital technology. Um, and you know, one of the things I've tried to do uh, as much as possible over the years is to um, know what I know and more importantly, know what I don't know. And in this case, there was so much for me to learn I wanted to go out and find uh, some great partners, mentors, people who I could really uh, share the journey with. And I was very lucky to meet Sujay, who had just come off of an incredible run of uh, partnering with Drew Houston and building uh, Dropbox. And his interest in terms of career-wise, what he wanted to do really synced up. And so uh, we partnered up now about six years ago. And and uh, I found somebody half my age and twice as smart, which I recommend to everybody uh, viewing today. Just go do that. <laughs> which kind of brings me to you, Sujay. You know, you were Dropbox's first ever executive. You helped shepherd the business through some pretty crucial years. I think the number I found was that as CFO, you helped bring the company's valuation from 18 million to 10 billion. So this is kind of a two-parter to sort of get us started, which is, you know, first, what's your philosophy on growing a company? And then specifically when it comes to Aura, what makes you believe and invest in a company? Uh, so thanks, thanks again, Ellie. Um, you know, in terms of in terms of hyper growth, there's so many different things that are being thrown at you that you can always get distracted. And so my view is there's really just two things that matter. One is building great products for your customers, and two is hiring amazing people. If you do those two things and you get everything else wrong, you're going to be just fine. But if you get everything else right and you get one of those two things wrong, you're going to put yourself in a really bad situation. And so, so that's really how I would you know, think about focusing. And then when it comes to Aura specifically, what kind of made you believe in them? Well, the first, um, you know, the first thing is that Hari, the CEO, uh, is one of the most spectacular entrepreneurs that I think Jeffrey or I have ever worked with. Uh, he is a rare combination of being extremely technical but being very um, customer-centric, business-minded. And so uh, when the opportunity to really partner with him to, to build the business uh, or really to create the company uh, came available, that was, that was exciting to us. Um, and then the other, you know, the other thing that really matters a lot uh, when, when, is when, when, you know, when Jeffrey and I think about which businesses that we want we to really get behind, uh, again, we go back to that true north of, does the customer have a real problem that nobody else is solving? And I think in the case of security, the, the really funny thing is there's been 
I mean, you know, there's been a tremendous amount of media coverage around it. You know, if you think about privacy issues, security issues, you know, where digital threats are coming from, uh, it's, it's everywhere. And yet at the same time, nobody was actually doing a good job of solving the problem. So the problem was growing exponentially, but the solutions weren't coming. And that's what made it such an awesome opportunity. And then for you, Jeffrey, you know, or as a service that's about simplifying digital security for consumers who may or may not be super tech savvy. And, you know, it's something I find really appealing as a consumer, particularly in the wake of the pandemic. For you, when did Aura kind of come into the picture and what drew you to, to it? Well, it's I'm, I'm, great question. Um, you know, I think when Hari and Sujay articulated such a clear, uh, a perspective on this that for me I'm a digital idiot so I actually even though I was helping him with his get his camera I actually don't really know much of anything and um, you know when they pointed out think about this in the last 10 years all of us have invested in securing our personal property so we have you know nest cameras alerts alarms uh, ring doorbells, all of these things that we've done to just sort of protect our physical stuff. But our lives now are on these devices. And it's not that there are no solutions on these devices. There are hundreds of them. So which ones do I need? And that, that I thought was really the brilliance of uh, what these two guys really sort of pointed out from a consumer standpoint. It was such a clear vision of let's go bring together the very best features and functions that would actually give somebody a really robust, you know, full menu of uh, security around their personal devices. And I thought, wow, like I need that. And I think all of us need that. You know, it's, and kind of to that end, this is for you, Sujay, Ara raised 200 million in 2021 at a valuation of more than 2 billion. So I'd love to kind of hear your perspective from, you know, not only in terms of growth, but in terms of where you see Aura going, its trajectory and how you're seeing that capital raise last year deployed. So here's the, here's the funny thing. If we do what we're trying to do, hundreds of millions of people should be our customers. It's, it's one of the few, pro like everyone says things like that, but it's one of the few product categories in the world where if that happened, that would not be a weird or surprising thing. We don't have to like do anything beyond deliver an awesome product for, that actually protects people. And so, um, and so the real purpose of the money is two things or three things. Uh, one is hire amazing people, which the team is absolutely killer. Um, the second thing is continue to build a phenomenal product, the best, in the, the best in the market. And the third is make customers and consumers aware of it and, uh, and really use it to, you know, to develop our, our go-to-market efforts. Which kind of, you know, kind of going off of that, this, this can stay with you, Sujay, and if Jeffrey, if you have thoughts, I'd love to hear them. You know, talk to me a little bit about the education piece of Aura and how you guys think about it. Because, I mean, it's one of those things where everybody has this cellular device that is so powerful, unspeakably so compared to what we knew even 15 years years ago, um, but not everybody understands it. So for you guys, how do you sort of think about where Aura fits in building up that education? So first of all, it's about pointing out things that are in like problems that are in plain sight. 
So for example, um, all of us now are getting an absurd number of robocalls or spam texts. Some of those are, you know, there's, there's some weird marketing purpose, but the vast majority of them are oriented towards trying to figure out how to trick you into giving away your bank account information or something like that. And while all of us think we're too smart to fall for that, there's a reason so many people are putting so much effort into scamming people in this way. Some people are falling uh, victim to these sorts of things. And if you point that out to everyone, there's not a single person I've talked to in the United States who when I say, hey, do you get too many spam calls? They don't just start nodding their head vigorously. It's an obvious problem. It's just that we've all gotten used to the idea that it's part of our life. And so Aura, our job is to point out that for all of these problems that are obvious online, we don't just have to take it lying down as consumers. There's actually a company that can solve these problems for us, prevent these uh, kind of nefarious things from happening and do it in a way that's you know, honestly quite simple and, and easy to implement. And then kind of for you, Jeffrey, one of the things I wanted to ask about, you know, from an outside perspective, you know, the entertainment to VC investing in cybersecurity pipeline isn't obvious. So I wanted to- Really? <laughs> I don't know why you would say that. You know, I- It's like I, the most I, obvious thing in the world, Ali. You're just not using your imagination. Well, that's actually what I wanted to ask. Cause you know, I have to ask about Quibi and where it kind of fits into this trajectory. But one of the things that I, I have been interested in for you is that I imagine there are more commonalities than one thinks, or that there's a clear through line that you see from your vantage point that other people don't necessarily. Well, it's a handful of things I think go into it. So um, one, um, I, I, I am attracted to uh, entrepreneurs. I've been one my whole life and mine has mostly been in the entertainment business, but the qualities of those people, the characteristics of dreamers who have ideas, have passion, have ambition, you know, commitment, drive, um, it's, it's, there's, there are similar characteristics, there are similar people and I'm drawn to them. Um, and I love being as I was in the really in the entertainment space, I love being, you know, sort of the wind beneath the wings of those people. I love helping them realize their ambitions and their dreams. And so to me, I just really feel like this is a natural continuation of it. And, you know, um, I just, I find it just extremely rewarding. The other thing is, is that I have been uh, on the side of both uh, selling to consumers and being a consumer. And uh, I think uh, a vast experience about how you go to market, how you do reach people, how you communicate, how you tell a story. Everything is storytelling. We're doing storytelling with you right now on this today. What Sujay just talked about in terms of, well, how do you get people to understand why Aura is essential to them in their life? That's storytelling. And so it's just an easy, natural place for me to go to in helping another, you know, sort of cohort of people in their storytelling. And, and that's been really fun, rewarding, exciting, and different. And Ali, just to, just to add to that, like basically what I have seen Jeffrey do that I've not really seen anyone else do is he pushes entrepreneurs who are in many cases, very talented, very ambitious people to think even bigger than they were thinking before they talked to him. Like mm -hmm. that is a remarkable, and, and because it's coming from Jeffrey, 
they actually really do it. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of an amazing, it's an amazing thing. So yes, he has like incredible connectivity in the worlds of business and marketing, and he's an amazing storyteller and has amazing access to storytellers. But that's really, to me, that's just a piece of it. The other piece of it is helping these entrepreneurs realize how big what they're doing can actually be. That's really interesting. So it sounds like Jeffrey, from your in your experience, is someone who can help elevate the vision of something. Totally. Huh. Does it every day. That's really interesting. And it makes sense. Uh, you know, the last thing I wanted to be sure to ask was, you know, WonderCo seems to invest in a wide range of companies and sectors. I, you know, I was looking at some of your recent deals. I, I saw internet infrastructure with meter and food slash pop culture with a uh, pop chew. Um, so I kind of, kind of to that end, I mean, it seems like you guys are really interested in those kind of big visionary moves, but I also was curious just on a day-to-day -day basis, a deal-making basis, what kind of deals is WonderCo most interested in? And this is for both of you, actually. I'd love for both of you to answer. Let me let Sujay go first. Well, there's, there's three kinds of, there's three categories of investments that we make. So the first is we actually have a separate seed fund run by our partner, Anthony Soleil. And really like that fund prioritizes great entrepreneurs with big ideas. And it's, you know, you're investing it usually at the very beginning of a company's journey. And so it's really about the entrepreneur. Uh, and that's, that's one category. The second is what we call uh, our growth investing. And this is where a company has already gotten product market fit and we're, we're deploying capital and whatever else they want from us. And usually we're doing it with other investors. Uh, we work really well on those investments with uh, some of the best investment firms in the world. And, and that's a category. And then finally, and this is the part where Jeffrey and I have the most fun, is what we call our build investments. And this is where we're really rolling up our sleeves and we're sort of behaving like the founders behind the founders. And in many cases, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dive in operationally if the founder wants us to, or a bunch of other things. And that, um, those are the, you know, honestly, those are the most rewarding in a sense, because we're actually, in many, in many ways, they wouldn't exist without us, even though we're behind the scenes. The founders behind the founders is what you guys kind of say, it sounds like. Yeah, internally usually, but no. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. We're just recording this. What about yeah, you, perfect. We're, we're, we're okay. It's all good. I think yeah. Sujay made just, you know, articulated it. You know, I would just say that in terms of categories where our, our main focus is really the future of work and uh, cybersecurity. Those are really the two lanes in which probably 80% of our uh, interest and our investments and our, and our efforts are being made. That's all for me. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having us. Appreciate it. And you, and thank you for the time. Thank you.